Today is January 9th, 2022. Welcome to Native Calgarian. Oki, Naganago, Mako Chestokoma Aki. Hi, my name is Red Thunderwoman. My married English name is Michelle Robinson, and I use she and her pronouns. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Nitsitapi, which is the Blackfoot Confederacy. The Blackfoot south of the opposed US-Canadian border are the Blackfeet, and north of the border are the Siksika, Ganai, and Bogani of the Confederacy. These lands are also Treaty 7, signed September 22nd, 1877, with signatures that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Wesley Chinookee, Bearspaw Nations of the Stony, and the Dene from Sutina Nation. I acknowledge all First Nation, Métis, Inuit status and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands. All non-Indigenous are treaty partners with the government signing on your behalf. I honor the Blackfoot as the elders and members have been kind to me on my Red Road journey. Elder Red Crane taught me how to pronounce my spirit name. I was born in Calgary, or in Blackfoot, Mokinstis has Michelle Elliott, an English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Dene, or Satu Dene, but my Indian Act imposed status card by the Canadian government says Yolanized Dene. My father is so Canadian, I am a daughter of the Mayflower, and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and post status card. My Dene lineage roots me in the land of the hair. I'm a native to Turtle Island and my Dene nation as a visitor to this area of Clinchotine Intehe in Satu Dene, meaning Many Horse Town, named after the Calgary Stampede. Land acknowledgements are critical for creating a safer space for Indigenous as well as honoring the host as a guest and acknowledging your role as a treaty partner. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as we try to learn proper pronunciation. Uh, any mistakes or misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions as soon, soon as possible so that misunderstandings can be cleared up. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous. I just share what I know as I walk down my red road. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian where you can pledge and support. Thank you to my previous donor who can afford to give. Thank you to those who cannot afford to give. Love to hear from you, actions. Also, giving a review helps on whatever medium you're listening from. I have a YouTube channel that you can go and subscribe. You can go to nativecalgarian.com for the latest podcasts and pin posts on social media. So lots to discuss today. Um, I did want to say tomorrow is our book club. So uh, the book that we're going to be discussing is volume three of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, the Métis Experience. And I've actually learned something from this already that I'll share tomorrow. And if you're interested in our next book club, it's uh, The Act of Genocide uh, by Karen Stote, or Stote, uh, Colonialism and the Sterilization of, an, of Aboriginal Women. So super excited for those. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend, Adam, who stopped by. He uh, you know, was giving me some care. So he gave me Kenny as a fascist stickers. Uh, I love Taylor McNally button, um, along with some uh, magnets that we've already scooped up and put away. and. Uh, I love this. So for folks who may not know, this is like Alberta's kind of logo, only <laughs> they changed it to a more appropriate, um, they gifted me, they gave me some food, some uh, um, handmade bags, and they're so strong and sturdy and soft and beautiful. So I feel really blessed. And I just want to say, you know, I, I ask for donations and it, it's just shocking to me that people are still giving me, and we had a wonderful conversation about mental health and how hard it is to just get up but you know there's this really great TikTok that i came across uh so i want to give a shout out to red sage one and it's he has a hashtag his name is andrew he posted it five days ago hashtag positive vibes hashtag no motivation hashtag comedy and anyway in it he basically <laughs> says um when people ask me how i'm doing i say i'm a lobotomized uh, sloth with the energy to go with it with no motivation and um 
it just cracked me up and I, I just think whenever anybody asks me how I'm feeling that's exactly what I'm gonna share but you know there's lots of things to discuss um so the last uh podcast that we put up was the day before New Year's Eve so that we would have a New Year's Eve show and I hope some of you had a chance to listen to it but so much stuff has happened so I thought I'd do a quick podcast to try to discuss some of the things that I've seen that was absolutely insane to me um I think the number one thing my dad was like that's not happening I'm like it's fucking happening um there's a um a coalition between uh Alberta Saskatchewan Ontario and New Brunswick to start uh harnessing nuclear energy and actually the CBC reported it and it, they titled it provinces next steps on building small nuclear reactors to come in the new year and I just I can't with nuclear reactors I will coalition it's called nuclear waste war and they have an email so I just implore you all if you are against this like two with all these abandoned wells and pipelines you know you have an earthquake when it comes to geo you know this is the fucking problem I, I can't even like I'm conservatives making inept I don't even have this conversation and I don't understand how more Albertans and more folks killer radiation it explains you know they in the city apologized so much pain of uh, cancers and such because they didn't care against nuclear energy I can't even stress it enough so I'm begging people because we need everyone to stop I was thinking of uh, there's a stupid scene where named after them they say they're like we're for the goddamn jobs the comet's gonna bring on earth and everybody's like i don't care it's going for that and honestly i feel like the nuclear free i don't have more people speaking out against it we're gonna we never never they can't organize a pandemic they can't organize taxes they can't organize all of the abandoned wells and pipelines these people are so stupid thing we could agree on can it please be that small because again you need education even education in any how we would have anyone qualified to even run these things would be outside our bubble our jurisdiction so I remember when Fukushima happened, or uh, was it Fukushima? So Nagasaki, oh shit. Okay, where the bomb, the two atomic bombs are what the Dene apologized for for World War II. Um, but disaster that happened over, over across measurement that they had, the stations that they had out on the West Coast, everybody's gonna be okay with this. Anyway, that we're all on the same side. Cloudy um, remembrance of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, nuclear disaster from Sylvan Lake had a little boy named trucker who died of a really rare cancer and i blame that nuclear reaction that happened anyway um another thing that is a kind of a big deal that happened since uh, my last podcast to this one is that tentatively there is an agreement between the federal government and um cindy blackstock's organization the first nation caring society about the first nations that have never been proper and adequate funded um, child services across the country but, um, and, and it was wonderful to see uh, uh, Cindy Nipponak, she's uh, or Nipponak Waterhouse, um, really lucky to have uh, gotten to know her through the Liberal Party. Um, and she spoke really well. And I hope that people hold the governments to account, but that here's the thing that's eating at me. And it's that regardless of assuming the best intention of the federal government we all know child welfare and health care is still jurisdiction of the provinces and we haven't addressed the racism in nurses doctors and um health care the calls to action for the trc have not been implemented in any capacity and um these are the frontline people that are like oh, goddamn squaws having a baby we've got to get her and her kid immediately into social services and they're the ones apprehending our fucking children 
let alone the teachers and you know education staff they're like oh my god a native looked at me wrong so i'm going to apprehend their kids so until we address the racism that's in all of these institutions it's just not going to matter so i'm really worried that this is done yes but what does that really mean i mean this book an active genocide has been out for how long um you know the calls to action have been out for how long we just have so much anti-Indigenous hate. I actually have a story that is um, probably the most disgusting thing I've come across in a long time. So huge trigger warning to anybody listening. Um, this is in uh, Blackfoot, Idaho. There's a, a sheriff, an elected sheriff that, um, this is a crazy ass story. So this is really violent. So um, lots of trigger warning here. Currently the white settler town right by a re reservation has um this annual tradition cute is a button so wholesome they take handprints and uh every thanksgiving they write uh encouraging message of love you know oh you are cared for your neighbor thank you for being part of the community whatever and the girl guide troop goes out and they take one of these handprints and they put it on the door and they tape it up and they you know ring the doorbell run away and watch the person open it and look at it except when they got to the sheriff's house who's been elected forever so he fucking knew this happens he literally like had a cocked gun at the kids the girls in their stupid little you know girl guide uniform and and threatened to kill them so they ran back into the van then he found the the a driver the, the you know chaperone pulled her out of the driver's seat by her hair and um, made her go on the ground, cock the gun while pressing it to the back of her head. And that happened. And anyway, so apparently he's had his guns taken away. And I'm like, he, he said the most racist shit I've heard in a long time. And he's elected sheriff in the, of this area. So obviously they all feel this way because it's really close to, um, well, it's all part of the Blackfoot Confederacy. So anyway, said this stupid shit. And everybody there obviously thinks that. I mean, it was just in Lethbridge and Lethbridge Herald just printed the stupidest racist thing um, that I had reshared if you're on Twitter. Um, you know, so like the area of hate against indigenous people is so strong here and just south of the border that it seemed perfectly acceptable for him to say, oh, I live right by a reservation and I get people do this all the time. So literally the only reason why it mattered this time was because probably a white woman, but not an indigenous person. And the fact that he felt so comfortable saying that publicly, so gross. So I don't know how many indigenous people he's done that to and gotten away with it, but it's disgusting. So anyway, that's happening. But bringing it back to Canada, I've uh, seen this great tweet coming out of Wet'suwet'en. We are currently having on-duty RCMP officers catcalling indigenous women at night on the Highway of Tears. This is what happens when you import officers with extreme anti-Indigenous ideologies. Is the same environment the BC NDP and Nathan Cullen want to foster in Northern BC? We know the answer is yes. We know Canada has been perfectly okay with this forever, but I wanted to highlight it because you know a lot of the folks who listen to my pod there's there's different uh, demographics when it comes to my podcast. 
There are people that follow me on Twitter, people who follow me on Facebook, but there are actual people who actually listen. Um, and that's who I'm trying to talk to right now. And I want to say thank you for listening. I can't believe anyone listens to me. So every time I find, I read the numbers that the people have downloaded it, I just say thank you um, from the bottom of my heart. But anyway, for those who are well, listeners and not necessarily following me on Twitter, you might have missed that that retweet. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is still out there. This was posted on January 7th. Um, this is our reality, you know, as much as people don't want to recognize it. Um, another thing that's really upsetting is no matter where you are across the country, there are no ambulances anymore. Um, I've seen the CV, a CTV news update that said um, that apparently there was a released um, internal graph showing that they know in the next 14 days, Alberta will be seeing more than 1500 COVID-19 patients hospitalized. And um, it got leaked somehow to the media, which is fine and dandy by me, I don't care. I just, we all know it's really bad here. And basically, so my, my parents got sick on Monday, Tuesday, and uh, unfortunately they have no way to know if it's COVID like just, uh, this all going to be working and such. And I knew we were going to need them, but we weren't any of COVID anyway. Everyone is sick of this stupid thing. I am, but that doesn't mean we should quit being diligent. There's a lot of, uh, on Twitter, a lot of parents worried about their kids going to school tomorrow. And I don't blame them because there hasn't really been any different protocols put in forward. And, you know, not all the kids are vaccinated. So this is where we are in the pandemic. Fifth wave, we're all tired, we're all exhausted. We have a new variant that's easily spreadable, but it is what it is. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to, um, there's a, one of the colleagues on our Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls and Two-Spirit Committee here in Calgary, uh, Natalie St. Denis, she is uh, at the UFC. And then um, uh, Alicia Tuber, she's one of my sweat sisters and she's also uh, the spirits, anyway. They'd be talking about the lack of culturally sensitive mental health supports for our youth. And um, my friend Alicia said that every time that she's had to deal with the AHS on these mental health issues, she's expected to give you know, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. And she made the point that, um, you know, in that our moment of crisis, that sent from anybody. So anyway, the CBC and um, I mean, I bet people don't listen or care who genuinely do. And online, I'm sued that Dr. C, uh, tireless work that she put into this. Um, how many generations before me, like the four women that worked so hard for um, C30. Uh, we have the new um, S3 bill that I hope my daughter will get status. Of course, it's not a problem any of my brothers, uncles, male cousins will ever have because they're male. And everybody likes to think that sexism was somehow taken out of the Indian Act, but it wasn't. But it's racist, so what do you say anyway? So that, these are just some that um, when it comes to um, our book club. By the way, pass as quick as I do YouTube, uh, you'll be able to just immediately upload it so that folks who missed our book club can watch it. Um, and then when I have like some time where, you know, I'm definitely not putting up an episode for whatever reason, then I'll try to get one of my past book clubs as an episode so that folks can hear it. Um, so I apologize. I wish I could do them all quick enough, but I only have so much capacity. Um, so I have a new job that I started last month. And uh, <laughs> so I got a hundred dollar Christmas bonus. I had an hour and a half extra overtime and I, um, unemployment, most people <laughs> wage. I make a little more, but women in Alberta are paid 20% and then racialized women because one of those can do. 
so working my immediately after work this is funny for a uh, monthly bus pass really get in the door and not 30 so that's how great I really encourage you to come to it anyway because we'll make these books like they're really good and for the folks who may not be able to join our booktube channel for some of the book clubs that we did but killer volume volume and um it, like this page i learned more about my um so I encourage folks to to pay attention to that too and to have listened to me up to this moment from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, it, when it happens, I, I always make sure. Uh, Elena, she has been houseless for a while now, seven months, Germanish dog, puppy energy places. But um, my friend Chaz Smith of Be the Change YYC was just shelters don't, uh, women won't leave their abusive spouses and stupid shelters angry um, on me. And they were given money to her you know angry this to every family but i know we're in alberta what you like we don't care about humans let alone their moment this week because his his they were wrapped and and um because for folks who don't know alberta a cold spell i mean like minus 50 winch doesn't care about homeless people so now they're trying to rip down the tent city that's all that these drop-in centers are like military you know look at everybody the rally of inclusive canada i hope that actually are um, you know and it's like in here they don't nobody did and i feel like i've said this so many times on the show and <sighs> lords don't accept unemployment our homeless shelters are not um safe places kind places to be and those who need mental health supports are not getting them from you know children babies all the way up to adults the opioid crisis is in chaos we have the covid issue i don't know what more to say um i see cops transit police and calgary police on the on the c train station and i don't know what to say anymore it's just hell and i mean everyone knows it's hell but it's just been so amplified the last little while and i know i have it good compared to a lot of people which is super shitty because i don't wish this on anybody but i can tell you a lot of people have been asking about my daughter doing okay you know we don't have that so um for folks who don't understand um COVID-19 is just rampant here there's a variant Omicron that is just rampant here and I tried to discuss a little bit of what my parents were going through um and they're white and <laughs> getting treated this way and uh, I mean the system was never set up for me and my family whether it's education or health but uh, even more so now during this pandemic it's not set up for anyone system is completely collapsing both in healthcare and education and at my job like we hardly make anything more than minimum wage so of course we're not going to fight these stupid anti-maskers we're like it's my goddamn freedom so it's just a matter of time i'm sure until we all get uh stupid covid too but we don't have any health supports to support us through this just like everybody else so nobody's allowed to have a heart attack or uh, get in a car accident because if you do, you're going to die because there's no hospital beds and there's no ambulances to come get you. So that's where we're at. This is a happy 2022. So be able to that this podcast has given solutions to create a safer space for Indigenous people of color, those with disabilities, LGBTQ2 plus to speak. Oh, I should give a shout out to Canada for finally outlawing uh, conversion therapy. I mean, it's like, the exact same thing of Indian residential school, just this like demeaning brainwashing of trying to demean who you are as a person. Same fucking thing under the same guise of, oh, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, um, I wanna say uh, thank you to Cheryl Ward, Chelsea Branch and Alicia Fridkin of here to help.bc.ca 
for publishing what is Indigenous cultural safety and why I should care about it. Uh, if folks cared and actually Googled Indigenous cultural safety, you'd actually find a lot more resources now. Their work in those cultural action tools have, you know, given a lot of settlers that work that they can do for reconciliation. Um, I'm just lucky enough to highlight and repeat it here. So internalized racism or lateral violence is another form of violence that Indigenous marginalized uh, folks experience by the structure of racism. RacialEquityTools.org has so many resources, but internalized racism by Donna Bevins is one to check out. So if you are a new immigrant, if you are a you know, first, second generation Canadian, if you are Black, if you are any race whatsoever, if you are Indigenous, please learn about internalized racism. I jokingly say, oh, these fucking squaws, because I've kind of talked about it and dealt with it and talked about what internalized racism is. I am not a squaw. <laughs> um, I am, a squaw is a, the most derogatory term you can possibly use, but I jokingly say it because I know um, a lot of racists say it without concern. They are dehumanizing us still to this day. And um, for folks who follow me on TikTok, you know, I've been talking about Squaw Valley in California being problematic. And it looks like there might finally be some movement there where they might actually change that name, which is ridiculous. So anyway, internalized racism is something we all have to deal with. It's really hard when we're in trauma, have intergenerational trauma, it makes family situations really hard too, or having friends with racialized people in general. Anyway, a lot of trauma there, but for folks like myself on a healing journey, you know, right now is a hard time because of the stupid pandemic and all those things that it's brought to the surface. But even prior to the pandemic, a lot of us were working on our healing journey and I encourage all racialized people to continue that work. For other folks, do's and don'ts for bystander intervention by American Friends Service Committee what to do when you actually see racism. Those are cultural safety tips. Uh, Indigenous have been talking about our issues, sharing our traumas and reports, commissions and public hearings just could be regularly disregarded. No more, honor our words, honor the treaties. Listen to politicians and their policies and platforms. They don't recognize the marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus. They're cutting violence prevention programs and services, indigenous education, uterus health choices, gay straight alliances, uh, proper mouth or mask wearing stuff, vaccines, testing, lack of human rights for migrants, immigrants, folks with disabilities. Know that your vote to that party directly negatively impacts marginalized people. Demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action, the recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, the multiple reports about child welfare reform and violence prevention. There are also 231 calls to justice from the National Inquiry on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls, and Two-Spirit. Denying these reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are experiencing extreme oppression in the justice, educational, and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from these election platforms and politicians. They don't understand colonialism, racism, privilege, sexism. They literally have zero business running ableism we should put in there should be understood by all parties local politicians community organizations sports clubs oh that's another thing happening right now 
PEI's hockey club just banned this white guy for speaking up against the um, racism his friend experienced in their what they did so they banned him for life even katie lang was like what the hell anyway should be understood by all parties local politicians um a really great article i said out loud was truth before truth how non-indigenous canadians become allies literally there's so many articles out there now i don't understand how we can't be better at this if you're experiencing emotional distress after anything we talked about today and want to talk call the first nation and inuit hope for wellness helpline at 1-855-242-3310 it's toll free open 24 hours a day seven days a week on their website hopeforwellness.ca they have a text option as well it's more related to missing and murdered indigenous women girls and two spirit for immediate assistance you can call 844-413-6649 that's also open 24 7. for non-indigenous there are distress lines in your area usually a functioning 211 you can also call 833-456-4566 uh, 60 scoops um, here in Alberta. There's a website and an organization uh, through Adam North Pagan called 60 Scoop Indigenous Society of Alberta, which you can find at www.ssisa.ca. <clears throat> if you see or experience racism, you can report it at Act to End Racism or text 1 587 um, again, that was started by uh, the Asian community, and they were just recently, we, the first protest I had back here in Calgary was at McDougal in the cold weather, and um, it was to stand in support of uh, the stupid fucking premier was like, oh, we don't know what fat soup's coming out of whatever he said is asshole. And I'm so racist, I can't even. So anyway they had to have um a rally not just in in calgary but also in edmonton i tried to promote it the best i could anyway um other resources for folks oops uh the trans lifeline in canada uh you can call 877-330-36 or sorry let's try that again 877-330-6366 uh, the Trevor Project has another line, 1-866-844-7386, and that's more for LGBTQ plus youth. Uh, they have a peer support line as well. Uh, there's also the Kids Help phone at 1-800-668-6868, but go to lifevoice.ca for more crisis supports and especially for LGBTQ plus. Um, violence is my everyday reality. Every Indigenous generation has faced it. That's why I started this podcast, <clears throat> to speak freely without interruption, without tone police, without leadership shaming, without gaslighting questions um, on TikTok. Man, I'm just blocking the leading people left, right, and center because, you know, both on Twitter and Facebook, I have like um, 20,000 people blocked. But TikTok's a new medium for me, so I get to deal with all of those folks. So anyway, I've been trying to delete those bastards. A lot of gaslighting. Anyway, folks who know nothing about Indigenous, know nothing about colonialism, know nothing about the constant surveillance of Indigenous people, our protests, our vigils, and our rights, microaggressions, people dealing with internalized racism, folks who are gatekeepers and survive off the status quo, 
folks who are so in their trauma that they stop people from doing uh, work and depleting personal resources. Internal, external racism is an everyday reality for Indigenous people. How sad I needed a podcast for a boundary to be heard, but here we are. Anyway, thank you to my ancestors and my mom and my granny for what strength looks like through your example. I want to thank my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt, my mom for showing me what a proud culture is through her Austrian family roots, teaching me to be a proud Calgarian. It is through her, I'm a second generation proud Calgarian. And side note, um, she went to Bishop Grandin here in Calgary and uh, she said, like her is a white immigrant um, from Austria. <laughs> the crap she put up with then. Anyway, now how we still publicly fund Catholic schools across Alberta, but whatever. Thank you to my husband, Darcy, for producing and editing the show on top of being my husband, my childhood friend, the father of our child, and my support down the red road. He has witnessed decades of sexism and racism to our child who we are blessed to learn from daily. We are honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a better and a stronger person. I hope my daughter and my family will be proud in the future of me trying to discuss these present day issues. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support Thank you previous donors for showing your support. If you value listening or watching and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com where you can send in your comments or your questions. You can go to my YouTube channel and subscribe or go to nativecalgarian.com for any of the latest podcasts. And if you follow me on social media, most of my pin posts are the latest podcast. And I'd like to end by giving a side eye to those Calgary rabbits. You're lucky I'm not tradish. My beautiful cousin would respond, or you'd be in my dish. Thank you so much, folks, for listening, uh, for supporting me over our tough time. I think we're doing better, but, you know, one thing at a time, one day at a time. And I hope you all stay safe during this ridiculousness of this COVID-19. It's just unbelievable what we're all doing here. So I am thinking of you and wishing you and your family the best, and especially if you're um, being forced in that position of putting your kids in these schools or going to work because you're a central worker, you know, it, it's ridiculous, but I'm thinking about you. So thank you all for listening and being a part of my world. I'm grateful to have someone to share it with.